0: I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open and I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for your word today. We know that it is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And Father, as we hear the word today, as we let it marinate in our hearts, as we allow it to renew our minds, as we allow it and believe it to change our circumstances, Lord, I believe that all things are possible. And so, Lord, even as we end our series this morning on being all in, I thank you for those who have responded to the voice of the Lord. Mostly, I thank you, Father, for this special day that will catapult us from Seguin High School right over there into our own facility. And, Lord, we thank you in advance for what you're going to use this church to do. In Arlington, Grand Prairie, Mansfield, even the DFW Metroplex. And then eventually, Father, across the nation. And so, Lord, we give you glory and praise for what you're going to do today with your word. In Jesus' name, can everybody say? Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I'm going to start our series for the last time off with a testimony that I received from one of our members or one of our visiting members. It says, I've been attending off and on for the last year, visiting other churches, just trying to find something that fits my family, myself, fiancé, and our two children. I've been more active these last two or three months. I've really enjoyed the series, I'm All In. I never knew a lot of what you're teaching. I can say I'm now a 100% tither. Come on, just give the Lord a hand clap right there. Truth be told, I can't wait to get paid just to check my gross and go online and make my payment. I'm not looking for a financial breakthrough. It just feels so good to obey God and know that for the first time in 32 years, I am finally learning how to tithe and offer correctly. I don't know if I'm out of line. However, if more pastors can preach and teach on financial joy of being obedient, there's no telling what would come forth. You made a comment about any pastor who does wrong, sin will find them. And that's not for us to focus on or determine. I was even more in. I was taught any pastor or preacher that continues to focus on money was all about the money. Well, I beg a differ. I can say I'm glad that the Lord has led me back to word of truth because I have a great joy here. My weeks feel so much better. I ask that you do a series on how to pray, how to be specific in prayer, and lead not to your own understanding. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Give the Lord a hand clap for that powerful testimony. And so if you're visiting us, we've been in a series called I'm All In. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm all in. And the primary focus was on understanding what it means to tithe and give offerings. And what a perfect teaching that I'm going to use to close today as we lead up to today's opportunity to give for Giving Sunday in our project. Amen. So based on this individual's testimony, our lesson title, if you're taking notes, is The Joy of Being All In. Everybody say, The Joy of Being All In. And this final lesson in our series, if you're visiting us for the first time, we're talking about money. This is our last Sunday doing this particular series. And it's not because we need it as a church, as much as I know as a pastor, God wants his people blessed. Can you say amen? amen. And so if you're taking notes, I want you to find two verses of scripture. Find Second Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6. And then Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1. That was 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6. And Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1. Now, I'm going to start out at 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6. And uh, I'm going to point something out to you that you may not have known. In 2 Corinthians 9, 6, I'm reading out of the King James Version. It says, But this I say, He who sows sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he who sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man, according as he has purpose in his heart, so let him or her give, not grudgingly or out of necessity. Read this part with me. For God loveth a cheerful. Come on, let's read that one again. For God loveth a cheerful giver. Now, what's interesting about that word cheerful, when you look it up in its original language, which in this case, it was the New Testament Greek language, when you look it up, it is the Greek word hilaros. Now, the word hilaros in the Greek is where we get our English word hilarious from. Now, how many know the word hilarious? What does it mean? Something real funny. Have you seen something real, real funny? You know, uh, when we were on vacation, probably about- f- oh, I think if this was before landing, I think, so it had to be over four years ago uh we're with heaven, we're in a uh elevator. Uh, I have to tell this story my my daughter's on the front row saying, why you're in my family, that's why, and I'm the preacher, that's why and I have the mic right now that's why so we're in this we're in this elevator and you know we start smelling this bad smell somebody passed gas and so heaven's like daddy did you pass gas I'm like "Don't and there are two people in there with us I forgot to say that two Chinese people at that daddy did you pass gas I'm like no Mommy, did you pass? This is heaven now. Mommy, did you pass gas? No. And then, you know, they rush out of the elevator. (laughs) They get out of heaven and say, it was me. (laughs) (laughs) Now, was that funny? Yes. That's how God wants us to give. He wants us to be able to give with joy. Can you say amen to that? So here's my first point because I found out the secret of how to give joyfully. Now, here's my first point that if you want to write it down, you can. If not, you can get the CD or you can listen to the podcast. Joyful givers give with the end in mind, not the current circumstances at the time. I'm going to say that again. Joyful givers, everybody say joyful givers. Joyful givers give with the end in mind, not the current circumstances at the time. Now, let me say that another way. Another way of saying it is joyful giving sees the harvest and not the hard time. I'm gonna say it again. Joyful giving sees the harvest. And not the hard time. In other words, when you learn how to give with joy, you won't see the circumstance you're in. You will see the end of your harvest. Now, turn to First Kings chapter 17. First Kings 17. This was the second verse I wanted you to turn to. 1 Kings 17, I don't know if I gave you that one, but if I didn't turn to it. First Kings 17, we have just took this story, and I mean, we have tried to pull out every point out of it, but I found another point that I want us to get this morning. 1 Kings 17, 1 Kings 17, look in verse 3. This was God talking to Elijah. He says, Go get thee hence, and turn eastward, and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan, and it shall be when you drink of the brook, I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and dwelt by the brook Cherith and before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread in the morning and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the, and the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and stay there because I have commanded a widow woman to sustain you. So he rose and he went to Zarephath. When he came to the great gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray, a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, As the Lord your God liveth, I I have not a cake but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for my son me and my son, that we may eat it and die. How many know she didn't have enough for the next day? And Elijah said to her, say the two words, Fear not, not, go and do what you have said, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it to me. And after, make for thee and for thy son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of milk shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day the Lord sends rain. Verse 15. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. Read it with me. And she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not. Neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord. Joy should come out of obedience to God. But sometimes, say sometimes. Sometimes although our faith is there, our feelings sometimes get in the way. So how does a person joyfully give say this with me say joyful givers givers. give with the end in mind mind." not the current circumstances at the time now i want you to stay in first kings because i'm going to read the amplified version of hebrews chapter 12 verses 2 Uh, i may read verse 1 and 2 uh It says looking away from all that would distract us to Jesus who is the leader and the source of our faith giving the first incentive for our belief and is also is the finisher bringing it to maturity. He for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him endured the cross. It says he with the cross set before him he endured the cross. In other words Jesus had a vision of the end at the beginning. Now, now, now watch this now. I love the NIV version. The NIV version says in uh, Isaiah chapter 46. In fact, go to Isaiah 46. Go to Isaiah 46. I'll let you go to this one. Isaiah 46. Uh, Jesus had the end in mind. And that's what allowed him to go through the cross at the time. And sometimes when we sow a seed at the beginning, we're focused on our circumstances that we're in, not on the harvest that's at the end. Now, I'm going to show you how to do that in just a second. Uh, Isaiah 46, I'm going to start in verse 10. Now, I'm going to read out of the NIV. This is what it says. I make known the end from the beginning. That sounds familiar. God is saying, I already know the end before I start the beginning. Now, I love the good news translation. It says, from the beginning, I predicted the outcome. Now, when you understand seed time and harvest, you will be able to think like God because whenever you put a seed in the ground, you have guaranteed a future harvest. Now, watch this now. Go over, go back to 1 Kings 17. Go back to 1 Kings 17. 1 Kings 17. And I want us now to focus on a particular verse, verse 15. I wonder what would have happened if this verse was read backwards. To the lady. In other words, before he asked her to give anything, before she gave him water, before she gave him food, if this verse was the first one, look in verse 15. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat what? Now, let me show you. I want to demonstrate that. Can I just have someone that... I really don't talk to a lot because we may be new. Come on, buddy. Come on. Y'all give him a hand as he comes up here. Now I am about to demonstrate what it means to give right now with the end of the harvest in mind and not your circumstance. See if this lady really, really knew that her provisions what do you do, trip? That's what he get, trying to be all cool and stuff, right? <laughs> okay. If she really knew that God was going to provide, yeah, yeah, yeah. then she wouldn't have been fearful at the beginning. So let me demonstrate to you what was happening in that verse. Now, how you doing? Good. Good to see you this morning. Now, I want to do something, but you have to uh, participate in what I say. Okay. I'm gonna give you $20 right now, and I'm gonna give it to you free and clear. But there's a catch. Ask me what's the catch. The catch is, nah, uh, no, take that back. I'm giving you $40. Let's raise the stakes. I'm gonna give you 40 going 60. No, you're not, in, no. This is my money. I'm gonna give you $40. Now, here's the catch. If I give you 40, you have to give somebody in here one of the 20s. Are you willing to do that? Okay. There you go. You need to do it right now, though. Yeah. And you got to give it to somebody you don't know now. Okay, this is the Price is Right. He's going right on there. All right, now, you know what? I want another person that would do that. Who, who'd like to participate in that right now, again? Uh, you can't, no, you are Ken, you can't do that. No, no, I'm serious, I wanna do one more person. Just come. We got the old and the restless in the place. The young and the restless, right? Okay, we got Mother Connor up here today. She want to participate in this $40 blessing. Amen. Mother Connor, I'm going to give you $40. But here's the catch. When I give you $40, you have to give somebody in here 20 Will you? Are you willing to do that? How many would do this deal? All day. Hmm? You can do whatever you want to do. If you can know them or not know them. But you know, you need to do it right now. can't be dead at all. No. See, I already know what you're thinking. I already know. No, no, no. It's got to leave the family, baby. Come on, you're acting like the widow woman. Come on. Okay, I got a lesson to teach, baby. Okay, look at that. Come on, y'all give her a hand if you would. Now, here's my question. How many, if I did, everybody in this room would be happy to give a person the other 20 if you got the 20? You know why? Because you knew the end before the beginning. You knew the end right at the beginning. And that's the key to being able to give with joy because when you know the end, it's a harvest. Your your focus can't be on the seed. It has to be on the duplication of the harvest. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, let me give you point number two, and then we're going to close. Point number two. Point number two is joy comes when God multiplies our seed so I can meet someone else's need. I'm going to say that again. Joy comes when God multiplies my seed so I can meet someone else's need. Let me say it another way. God always blesses us so that we can be a blessing. See, the problem with most believers is they think Luke six thirty eight is just for them and nobody else. It says, give and it what? Shall be given unto you. How? Good measure. Press down. Shake it together. Run it over. Shall what? Give it to your bosom. But see, that's the problem. We stop the circulation. If men gave it to us, God didn't just give it to us. To keep it to ourselves, he gave it to us so we can be blessed, so we can be a blessing. And most people stop being a blessing. Amen. God is not interested in just returning your money, but in multiplying your money. Go to 2 Corinthians 9 as we close on this. 2 Corinthians 9. 2 Corinthians 9. See, most people would rather be on TV, on the show, Let's Make a Deal, than to trust God at his word. Second Corinthians 9, let me show you what God wants to do with what you gave today. It says in verse 10, Now he who supplies seed to who? Storer. Who does God supply seed to? Storer. Not the storer, The what? The sower. Now, we think now it's okay to save. But most of the time we stop doing what got us where we are. It says, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply, watch this, and increase your store of seed. Did you hear that? He said he will increase the supply of your seed. Watch what else it says. And will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous. And I'm reading out of a different version. Generous on every occasion. And through us, generosity will result in thanksgiving. Listen to the Amplified of this. It says, God... Who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increases the fruit of your righteousness. God is interested in multiplying your seed. Listen, right now stocks ain't doing that. There were people who lost some of their 401Ks in the last five years. Listen, God says he's not interested in decreasing you. He says, I will multiply you. Now, we were in Chicago this past week as I closed. We were in Chicago uh, to celebrate Dr. Peter J. Daniels. This was going to be his last time speaking in America. So we wanted to go and honor him. So we got there and... Uh, uh, pastor Rob Thompson was the pastor who was uh, putting on everything. And, and so uh, what was interesting is, you know, he set the stage and Dr. Daniels was getting ready to speak. But before he spoke, Dr. Thompson asked Kenneth Copeland to come up and uh, just say a few words about Dr. Daniels. And he did. And he told this story that I'm going to share with you right now. He said uh, when he first got to Oral Roberts in 1967, I think it was, I was two years old. And uh, God told him to go to Orr Roberts. This was the first time he'd ever walked by faith. And he told him to go all the way up to the sixth floor, which is where... You know, Dr. Roberts' office was, and he was like, "No, God, I'm not going up." The guy said, "Go up there." So he went up there and told the the you know secretary, "Hey, I'm I'm not sure why I'm up here, but I'm here as a student. But I'm a commercial pilot, and if y'all ever need my services, let me know." And he was getting ready to walk out, and Dr. Robert Roberts uh, or Roberts came out and said, "Hey, I'm Dr. Roberts. God told me I was getting ready to hire a co-pilot. He no there's going to be a student that comes in that you're going to give this job to.'" So he said, uh, you know, he was flying the, the planes, and uh, one of the times the board of directors was on the plane, and he had this nice uh, Brightland watch, and Brightland has the, the flights, you know, those are for air pi- airplane pilots and that kind of thing, and they really love those kind of watches, very expensive watches, and one of the uh, people came that was on the board of directors came and gave him the watch and said, uh, C- Kenneth, you have one of these? He said, no. He said, here, wear this. And he gave him the watch, he put it on, and he was excited because it was the only one of its kind. And it was a very expensive watch, one that he couldn't afford at the time. So he was wearing that watch, all excited, all happy. I don't know how long he wore it, but one day he got on the plane, and the same man who gave him the the watch came on the plane and said, Hey, Kenneth, you got that watch I I gave you? He said, Yes. He said, Give it back. (laughs) And he was like, give it back? He said, give it back. So he gave it back and, you know, and and he was like, God, did you see that? He gave me the watch. He gave it back and the Lord told him something that he told me years ago. He says, sow it. He said, what you don't understand, that man gave you a seed that was more valuable than what that watch could have done for you. So he gave the man the watch but he gave it in his heart. He gave it like it was his, and people over his life have, he has a whole Breitling collection of watches, which one of those watches that was 24 karat gold, he was wearing that night when we were in Chicago, and he says, you know what, and guess who that watch was given to him by? Dr. Rob Thompson, whose church we were at, who was honoring Dr. Daniels. Pastor Rob had given Kenneth Copeland this gold 24 karat watch, another one. So he had it for years. And Kenneth Copeland said, He asked the Lord, What do I need to give Dr. Daniels to honor him? And guess what he did? He took up that watch that was given by Dr. Daniels' spiritual son, and he gave it over to Dr. Daniels as his watch. And you should have seen the joy on his face. He was so excited to be a blessing to that man. You ever did something for somebody and you knew they wanted something like this that you were doing for them, but they didn't know you were gonna do it? I mean, my wife is a gift giver. One day I'm gonna give her a gift givers account where she can just buy gifts for people. I didn't say it was today, but I said it was coming. See how I prophesied that? (laughs) So you got to know how powerful your mouth is. But I just watched the joy in her face when she's blessing people. When when heaven wanted to go to this concert and she didn't think I was going to go and I made some arrangements, you should have seen the joy on her face. Have you ever done something for your kids and they were surprised that you did it? It brought more joy to you in doing it. And that's why the Bible says it's more blessed to give than receive. But let me show you something about that verse as we close. I never wondered why it's more blessed to give than receive. Okay, I got that. But then as I kept thinking about it, this is what that verse means as well. It is more blessed to give than receive. But here's the deal. If you never give, you would never be blessed. Remember now, the reason it's more blessed to give than receive, because if you only be a receiver, eventually your harvest will dry up. Are you all with me? That's a good hand clap space right there. Let's do that right there. And I'm just, in fact, you know what? I'm going to do a declaration over you all right now. Because I just feel an urge that, that some of you all gave out of your necessity. I mean, you, not, not of necessity, but out of your need, you gave. And God's going to do something. I think we all sacrificed. I know we did. I, I could have paid heaven's school off with what I gave, praise the Lord, what we gave. Stand up. I want you to just declare this right here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just stretch your hands to the Lord right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, you said we can decree a thing and it shall be established unto us. So Father, I decree now over your people that seed has been sown, offering has been given, the house of the Lord has been blessed. And Father, because of that, I thank you because your word says when we do that, when we take care of your house, you said the windows are open. Blessings are going to pour out. And so Lord, I declare that blessings have started. They have been released. Increase is coming. Debt cancellation is here. Doors have been opened. Favor has been released. Opportunities are open right now. Father, blessings have been released. Thank you, God, that uh, I I see uh, house keys. Jesus, I see doors opening right now. And Lord, I thank you that tons and tons of testimonies will come out of this. And Lord, I thank you for a right now blessing. Some of them can't wait, God. They need a right now blessing. And so, Lord, I declare a right now blessing in the name of Jesus. God, some of them can't wait till Friday. They need a right now blessing. I thank you, Father, for music people right now. Opening up doors right now. Releasing paychecks early, God. Releasing bonuses that weren't even supposed to be given. God, I thank you for the increase in portfolios and increasing 401Ks and increase, God, inheritances given, God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. There are some people in this room. Your family owns some oil fields. There's oil on the land for your family. And man, that thing's been held up for a long time. And God just said, because of what you just gave, you released the money for the whole family. Father, thank you. Come on, just begin to thank him right now for increase. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless you right now, God. Come on, the Bible says that when you praise him, the earth will release his increase. So release your increase. Begin to praise him right now. Glory. You're a worthy God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that the hand of the enemy has been stopped. Thank you, the d- devourer. Oh, my, the devourer has been stopped today. Father whatever harvest that was on your mind for those who gave today I thank you that it is exceeding and abundantly above all they could ever ask think or imagine in Jesus' name, come on, give the Lord a hand clap if you would. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Everybody, just stand right where you are. Every head bow and every eye close. I never wanna end any.